90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hi, you guys. Kel, Adam, how you doing? Hello, beautiful ladies. Well, well, well. Hello. There's nothing much else to add after that. No. <laughs> and thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we are heading into uh, Season 10, Episode 11. And what we will try to determine this week, you guys is uh, whether or not Sarah Je- Jessica Parker is uh, a collector or a thief. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also tell you about how Mel Gibson got tapped to direct the next installment of Lethal Weapon, so he's going to be busy. Um, and how much work one ginger put into portraying another ginger. I know, it's <laughs> that little hang time of silence is Sharon's happy with her coyness. Um, <laughs> Kelly's going to test us on uh, the sometimes impossible trivia a la 90s. Um, and I'm going to give you a 90s rewind that will uh, will really take you back oh, yeah. to somewhere in our favorite decade. But you know what? One of the biggest social awareness moments um, that perpetuated one great big divide and many elements of that great big divide, big enough to have created the reference wardrobe malfunction is the source of a new docu-series. So let's start there, because I would be beaten down by one (laughs) Kelly Alexander if we did not talk about this big Janet Jackson news. Before we got to accidentally meet Janet Jackson's breasts, or at least one of them, (laughs) uh, due to what was called the wardrobe malfunction, there was no actual specific terminology for one uh, accidentally exposing oneself. (laughs) That's crazy. It's crazy that it's 17 years later. And it's still yeah. relevant. It's incredible. And by yeah. it, I mean uh, the incident, not, well, her breast is probably relevant <laughs> on a different level. But what we're talking about is the incident. Now, Cal, what do you know about this docuseries? Well, I know that it's coming out very soon. Uh, I believe at the end of this week of our recording. And so that's happening. The thing that I will say, so they uh, they say in the uh, in the article that we read that they're going to have a lot of like insiders, people that were actually in the control room. Uh, during the Super Bowl back in 04. They're also interviewing some Jackson family members and all that sort of stuff. Here's the part that that concerns me, and I'm not sure if... Because I did see a clip of, uh, I believe it was Tito Jackson being interviewed about the situation. Um, As far as I know, at this point, Janet is not in this documentary. So my... Not one uh, part of her. (laughs) Yeah, not one part of her. So I don't know like if she's actually signed off on this or if like she's let it be okay that her brothers talk you know in her place but as we've known before uh, some of the jacksons talk either when they are or not supposed to talk so we'll are you talking see, about latoya um, pardon <laughs> are you talking about latoya <laughs> well in the past but now i love latoya do you follow her on instagram she's a hoot i have to tell oh, you I, she's awesome no i won't but i will Thank you. I oh, love my God. Instagram. She's amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's the only concern is that I don't know if Janet is a willing participant and or a willing, um, you know, like like on board with this is, is my concern. And so we'll just see, like, hopefully they will portray the facts accurately. And it does seem like in the, the article, again, that we read that um, they're obviously showcasing the trial that Janet went through because she was t- treated extremely differently than what Justin Timberlake went through for the same incident. And Uh, isn't that amazing that that happened? He was, I mean, it was a routine and it happened, but in the routine, he was the aggressor. Right. Meaning he was the ripper of the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the one that exposed her. 
Yeah. And I like I I have no inside knowledge, but we've talked about this on this program before. Like as far as I'm concerned, Sharon, the move that happened where she was exposed, Mm -hmm. I believe was supposed to happen. I think all of that was supposed to happen. But I think there was a piece that was supposed to stay on. Yes, that that didn't. So hence the wardrobe malfunction, because and, you know, people have have hypothesized for years that, oh, you know, Janet wanted to shock everybody. Janet has never been that artist. Like, she is Mm -hmm. solid. She cares about her fans. She never offends people. So for all of a sudden, in front of the entire planet, to have her breast revealed, like, that's not... If you look at her M.O. as an artist, that was never part of her M.O. up until that point, and even after. Like, yeah, when you go to her concert, she dances sexy on guys, like, all that kind of stuff, but not in front of, like, you know, millions of people watching. So I really don't believe that that was ever part of her plan. Um, and it's just tragic that she got treated differently. And there's been rumors for years about just how upset the network was with her. And then they blackballed her, you know, uh, which is ridiculous like that, like because she wasn't it was getting nominated or invited to events uh, like, like award shows. It, it was only 17 years ago. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't the <laughs> 80s or the, or the 70s or like, I don't know at what point it's OK to acknowledge body parts as as okay do you know like we all have them so like yeah clearly this was something that was supposed to happen but not exactly yeah but mistakes happen so we're not to forgive and move on or we're only to forgive the male yeah well i don't know if you remember like he apologized very quickly quickly and then never again and then and then it was like always forgiven and then i don't think whoever the powers that be liked that Janet, I don't think, you know, uh, said what they thought she should be saying after the event. And so then it was just off to the races and she was like totally screwed over. And then that album uh, just didn't get the love. Like there were spins that didn't happen on radio stations because the network that it happened on has ties to radio stations. Mm -hmm. So she never got the support of that album. And like I said, wasn't I don't think she was invited to the Grammys that year. I think she was disinvited, to be honest. And like uh, or unofficially disinvited, whatever you want to call it. So it was just... Mm -hmm. Not not good at all. And then I don't know if you remember, you and I have spoken about this before, Sharon, but there was, I believe, some some lady from like Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, that went to the FCC and said they were like emotionally scarred. Imagine. Like, I can't even. When women one. do that to women, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy when women yep. turn on women. When yep. people turn on people, I don't like it, period. But there's something about... Like, there's always been a, a um, an imbalance in how men and women are treated. It's still happening. It's mind-blowing, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. So that for a woman to turn on a woman, I have, uh, yeah. I can't even handle it. Yeah. Well, I and then it was funny because Janet, you know? I think, not, I don't know if it was not long after, but like, you know, she has ties to Europe quite a bit. And over there, like, nobody cared. Like, nobody cared because there's well, of lots of, not. like, nude beaches over there. And, like, it just yeah. wasn't a big deal. But in the United States, it was treated like, oh, my God, she had wrecked America. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many other elements of uh, America in air quotes that are that are wrecking things that they're not acknowledging. So, and no offense to individuals, but mm-hmm. there's, you can't, you can't hide, you can't hide the truth. Mm-hmm. And you can't make the truth up. But I just think it's incredulous that they thought that she would really want to scare, you know, or like scar, so yeah. not even scare, scar children watching. You know what I mean? Like she, Janet's very aware of her audience, very aware, whether it's at her concert, at like uh, an award show, like she tailors her performances for whatever audience she has. So she knew, I'm sure, the demographics that were watching that show, you know? Oh, for sure. 
It's so silly. How could you be scarred by a body part that everybody well, has? It. Everybody. In this case, everybody. Yeah. All of all of the genders. <laughs> everybody yeah. has breasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said breasts. Like, please. Yeah. It'll be interesting, though, um, in the new year, as we've talked about, Janet's own documentary is coming out. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, if she touches on the Super Bowl or doesn't, because she has that choice, seeing as how it's her her doc. That's another thing, too. We are talking about the halftime show of a male-dominated uh, audience. Certainly, yeah. they're male-dominated sports, all males. Um, but the audience is predominantly male. They would have enjoyed, I think, the accident that happened, if we're stereotyping, <laughs> yeah. which they kind of did. Anyways, they stereotyped in a way to make it very bad for that to have happened in the first place. But And maybe they did it. Maybe there was an like a, maybe they were actively participating in uh, creating this drama around this because it did generate more attention to it. So they benefited from the um, like drama around it. They themselves benefited from the uh, putting down of Janet Jackson. Yeah, it's low. Anyways, I, really, I don't like it. I do it. hope this documentary uh, is what it's. It sounds like it's trying to be. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my hope for I it. That it actually sheds lights on how she was truly treated terribly indeed adam has a question is it breast related <laughs> close because <laughs> i'm reading this is a 10 episode docuseries mm-hmm. that seems like a lot of time to cover a five second incident mm-hmm. what are they going to talk about for 10 episodes Feels well, like I'm it assuming could be they're wrapped gonna, up in an hour and a half. I'm assuming they're going to delve into every part of it, right? Like like the, the network side, uh, the FCC side, the artist side, the fan follow. You know, like like even though Janet's fans totally stepped up for her, and I know a lot of the other artists stepped up on her behalf, um, but I'm sh- they're obviously going to, you know, sort of cover for sure how Justin Timberlake's career took off and Janet's didn't um, in that moment. Uh, sure. Thankfully, she's such a legendary artist that she survived the blip, you know, and, and mm-hmm. kept going. And I wonder, too, like, if that had been Madonna, whose cleavage had popped out, would this have been the same outcry? Right. Good question. Hmm. Had Madonna, Madonna done her sex book at that time? Yes. Yeah, Madonna's case, uh, 93 came out. It came yeah. out the sex book, I think. So, And Madonna, if you look at her M.O., Again, I know Madonna's more intelligent than that. Like she, I don't see her, but like you could have seen that she, that would have been something she might have tried. Even though I think Madonna's yep. way more, again, knowing that there's six year olds watching or whatever. But her mo is way more suited to that incident yeah. happening than Janet's. So, yep, yep, it's crazy. Love Janet. Man. In case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's shocking news. I'm glad I was sitting down for the Love yeah. Express for Janet Jackson from <laughs> Kelly Alexander. <laughs> yep. Uh, good times. Well, good luck to that uh to Janet, of course. As always, Kelly, I know. I'm just doing my part here. Yeah. Uh, but also to that docu series which uh we would have access through Hulu. Wherever and is that it, is. It's no it's November 19th, right, Sharon? I think. Yeah, so likely by the time uh, you're hearing this show, you have made the choice to listen to 90s Now and then made a mental note to check out Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. (laughs) I wonder who came up with that snappy title. (laughs) Malfunction. God, we've been saying that word more than ever since 2004. Thank you, Janet's breast. Um, (laughs) 
I'm not giving Justin any credit for that. It's the best. <laughs> um, are you guys ready to do some trivia? We're never I, ready, but let's do good it. Good point, Adam. Good point. Let's do it. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong is right. Ready for the cards? Ready for the cards? Yes. <laughs> let's see. I was funny. I actually uh, was going through them earlier before we started recording the show, and I I found one that I'd asked you guys several months back about what was like the the first color I think of like um, one of the Apple products, and it was remember it was like blue or turquoise Cyan or something. Blue. Cyan blue. And the card had that the whole fancy thing was like fancy turquoise exclamation mark, and so I'm like, <laughs> okay, so uh, this particular category is who said or sang that. She's and, really okay. dumbed it down for us. Good. Yeah. I'm ready. So the, the, uh, the quote is, during my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the internet. <laughs> that's a big, <laughs> like, that's a big take. You know what I mean? Um, is it an artist? Uh, no. No, during my time in Congress. I know, but I was going to allude to Kanye because he said some nutty stuff. That sounds like something Donald Trump would have said. Except he wasn't in Congress. It, he wasn't in I Congress know. then. So is I that your guess, That's why that's Adam? not my answer. Oh, no, that's uh, not my guess. Oh, Al Go oh, Sharon. Al Gore. It is Al Gore. Yep. I knew that. Good that job, would have been Sharon. my guess. It was crazy because you went from like uncertainty in the eyeballs to like ding, ding, click, ding. Click. Yeah. <laughs> I've been medicated today. It's going <laughs> to be a lot of that today. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, did you do you know who Al Gore is? I do know who Al Gore okay. is. It would have been my guess actually if Sharon gave me some time. Okay, great. No. So, so no time she for didn't you. give you any time though. Um all right, no. so the next question is um wait, where did my one go that I really liked? Do 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 all right, here we go. Uh this is a TV question. In what year was the X Files pilot episode broadcast? I have no idea. Well, Maybe. here's the thing, Adam. Somewhere in the 90s. Ooh, I know. Good, good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes you know if it's towards the end, if it's in the right. middle, if it's Pick in the beginning. Pick a year, Adam. 95. No. Sharon. Good thing, because oh. he didn't use his buzzer. So, Sharon. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> 1994. Close. 93. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> How long were did it last you, for? Were either of you X Files fans? No, that weird stuff freaks me out. Yeah, me too, Sharon. Doesn't I don't like, do it. I've never given it a try. Actually, I might like it. I think you would like it, Adam. Was it was it on for like twenty years or like was it on for? Well, it was on for a, good for a solid years. chunk. Then it came off, and then did they have a movie, Sharon, or there was like a reboot yep. for a bit? I think they did a reboot, right, for a bit. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My was better a movie half too. is a huge fan of the uh, the Scully. And the, whatever the other guy's name is. Mulder. Mulder. Skulder Mulder. Mulder. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, she was a huge fan. But I don't think she really liked the reboot. Sometimes there are shows that you need to leave back there. It's true. Yeah. So, it was on from 93 to 2002. Okay. Hmm. Then 2016 to 2018. There we go. That's a good run, though, for a reboot that... Yeah. Yeah. You know, give, they gave it a couple of episodes. You know, like, years. the reboot that's working incredibly well is The Connors. Love it. Bro Roseanne like it's I love it it's so good yeah it really to me though I find it interesting how um how it highlights where they are in a socioeconomic step from a socioeconomic standpoint 
because I yeah. knew that they touched on it. I remember they touched on it uh, on Roseanne, but um, they really get in like they they've been in some pretty serious situations on the show on the Connor. So it's interesting. It's very, uh, very au courant, as we say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who says that. But when I Adam say it, I, say, I sound like this. <laughs> Au courant. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love the Connors. Mm. Again, I was medicated today, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should do so, the show like this more often. Full disclosure, yeah. I had a colonoscopy today. I have family history, so wow. I have to do things like that every five years. Not fun, but necessary, and it's done. Woot. Um but do you know what the drug, uh, there was two drugs that they gave me. I don't remember the second one. Um, but the first one that really sticks out because it often makes the news, uh, fentanyl. Oh, is really? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I can tell you, it's one of the best naps you'll ever have. <laughs> honestly. Is that after the, 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 the procedure? Well, no, procedure. that's during, is right? That no, that's the- before the, during. before, so they can huh. go on up. Good huh. times. Yeah. I had that, to do yeah. it. Well, Sharon knows this. I had to do it a few years ago. I think in twenty fall of twenty seventeen. I think it was because there was like I had like a there was like a scare in my esophagus or whatever. So they wanted to check all the business, and so um, I remember the the it was either the doctor or the the um, dude who was putting me under. They said something like, um, "Tell us which university you went to," and I was like, "Ryer <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember them asking me anything because I was all set because I remembered that from last time too. This time, just before she put the needle in my IV, I just said, thank you in advance. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> That's all I recall. And I remember too, like, I don't know how you woke up in the recovery room, but I haven't been put under in many, many years. Like I, mm-hmm. I haven't, and I've never done drugs. So like, I just don't have experience with all of that. So when I woke up, I just remember I was like, I'm awake. Like it was just, and it was like, <laughs> and I just remember being in the recovery room and, and taking that first like 10 seconds going, where in the hell am I? And yeah. then like, it took a while to like kick in. And then I just remember like, cause you kind of come out of it very fast and whatever. And I think they made me, I don't know, Sharon, like, was it 20, 30 minutes? They make you kind of recover and then they want you out of there. Like they want you out. Yeah. Half an hour. And so they they had my better half uh, come in to get me because, of course, they don't want you uh, driving or any of that stuff. And I just remember, like, walking down the corridor with her, like, very sort of like, what just happened? And I'm very aware <laughs> of everything. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're empty. Yeah. <laughs> There's an echo. You're so yeah. empty. <laughs> and you're so happy it's done. <laughs> but you're starting to, like, piece things together. They did that, didn't they? You know? Yeah. <laughs> They went in through the outdoor. Great. Uh. <laughs> and then I and then um, I wasn't sure too um, at that time, like if I was going to have a reaction of feeling nauseous to the drugs. Like you don't know, right? Like when you wake up. So okay. I was super happy that I wasn't. And then I just remember um, Elaine goes like, "What do, do you want to eat? Because we haven't eaten right in, in so long." Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, "Eggs and bacon." Like I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you want anything junky. You just want something good. And you know that anything yeah. is going to taste good because you haven't had anything solid in a full 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. But I made... Look what uh, you get to look forward to, Adam. <laughs> I made Jello. I know. I'm so, so exciting. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait. Get, you know what Ugh. you'll have that day? You'll have maybe scrambled eggs for breakfast the day before, and then you'll have broth 
for for yeah. lunch and broth for dinner. And in between, you'll have jello. <gasps> I know. Yeah. And maybe tea. No milk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So good. Oh, and the compliment, of course, is the prep that comes with it, which I swear to you is a container this big, like a yeah. foot uh, high. And does it taste like super disgusting? Yeah. Well, not super yeah, disgusting. It's just not it. something. The whole time you're like, I, I would never choose this drink, you know, like. And yeah. you have to drink it all, right? Yeah. It's mostly clear, but it has uh, very powerful effects. So there you are. Hmm. You have to drink two liters the night before and then two liters in the morning. Oh, let me. Can well, I show at least you something? Now I know about it. I might yeah. have you call my mother, Sharon, because she's doing it next week. <laughs> oh, fun! Lucky her. She might want a pep talk. Give her the pep talk. I want to show you something. It's on my story on Instagram, but by the time uh, this show airs, it will be off my story. Maybe I'll create a highlight reel for it. Um, I was playing Words with Friends this morning, and I have referred to colonoscopy probably in a text, certainly out loud. Not like I didn't overuse <laughs> the term. Let's say. Um, yeah. so I'm playing words with friends this morning as I'm drinking the last two liters of the stuff. And, uh, one of the ads that comes up is, uh, a, for a game where you pull the pins and it, can you see that? No. It says, think nope. before you pull. Sorry. Let me do this. Oh, darn it. Still it's no. so effective. Okay. Well, I don't I'll have to trust your word on it. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's a game that has like a, a pipe and it flushes. How about that? Ooh, there. Oh, there you. we go. That's one of them. Oh, God. Okay, so there's a person making a face up here. There's a big ball of stuff, and then it's going to come f through those pipes and into that bucket. Okay. Kind of exactly what everything. you have to go through in prepping they for the colonoscopy. Everything. I thought that was not good, but weird, and everybody's listening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Holy. Anyways. Hmm. Enough about my insides. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about uh, the thievery of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? That's yes. a nor normal I segue. I let some crap go. She collects <laughs> crap. How about that? There's the tie-in. Uh, she has kept every single thing from Sex in the City and the movies. And in a recent interview, actually, that we'll get to see the full interview uh, in Vogue magazine because it's their December issue. She says that she, quote, had all of the original stuff in her own storage, furniture, clothes, wow. everything packed according to season and episode and scene. She says, quote, I kept every single solitary thing, end quote. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, so. She I guess, probably needed an external storage unit. Well, probably. And interesting. I don't know. Normally, you're not allowed doing that stuff, but maybe she was allowed. But she so was I guess the executive she's producer not a thief. of the show, right? Mm-hmm. She was the executive producer of the show. So she decided that she could keep it. That's good. Probably, I, th I think she was one of the executive producers of the show. So, Well, the one cool thing that she didn't get to keep is actually on the auction block to do some good. So that famous tutu skirt of hers um, was kept by a former costume designer named Patricia Field. And she's put it up on the auction block and it will benefit the... Um, uh, there's a nonprofit working to support those living with HIV AIDS and the homeless. So... That tutu will continue to do good. <laughs> That's amazing. And I and I bet you it won't be long before she probably does put her stuff up for auction, like maybe in another 10 years or so. Like yeah. She'll probably do that. Well, I, it, she should because it's all categorized. The work's already done. If she can get some uh, funds raised out of that, 
Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I don't like, well, not to bring Janet back in, but to bring Janet back in for her <laughs> birthday this year. I, we've talked about it. They did that big auction of like a bunch of her tour clothes, movie stuff, like everything. And she raised some serious coin uh, all for a good cause, which was amazing. Awesome. Um, I referred to, uh, I was being tongue in cheeky before talking about one ginger putting uh, everything she had into uh, playing another ginger. We're talking about Nicole Kidman and that she'll be playing Lucille Ball in that movie. That movie. Uh, I don't remember the dates of the movie about, uh, oh, it's before Christmas. Being the Ricardos is the name of the movie. Um, and Nicole Kidman talked about her commitment to uh, getting it right, which was that she said, it was my obsession to get it absolutely accurate. Because you can imagine all the other um, American redheads who would be, uh, who, who were interested in doing the role themselves, let's say. Um, that Nicole Kidman got it. And I think that she's an excellent actress, so she can pull it off no problem. I think it'll be interesting, too, to see Javier Bardem playing Desi Arnaz. You know who would have been amazing at it? And again, I think Nicole Kidman obviously is a good choice, but because we've seen her in action already, is Deborah Messing. Yes, exactly. And I think she wanted it, too, so. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Okay, because she would have, she totally killed it in Will and Grace. Like, she totally killed that. Yeah. That. That episode, she was amazing. Agreed. And I wonder, I know they talked a little bit about, um, they used real grapes in the scene again for that grape scene of the oh, smooching yeah. scene. I wonder how many chocolates they actually ate in the chocolate scene. Like if they, I'm sure they've included that as oh well. Oh my gosh. So. Those are classic, classic television moments. And Lucille Ball was, uh, was a pioneer for funny, period, but for funny women, certainly. Um, it's kind of funny, Mel Gibson, right? He's a laugh a minute. Uh, <laughs> actually had some good, uh, he was funny in the Lethal Weapon movies, that's for, for sure. Uh, and it's him that's going to be directing the fifth part of that series. And it's at the direction of the late Richard Donner, who was the uh, producer director on the film Zah prior. Uh, Mel Gibson said that Richard Donner had been working on the screenplay and was pretty far along with it, but told him, listen, kid, if I kick the bucket, you'll do it. And that's a quote. And he was like, uh, whatever. I don't want to talk about that. Um, but Richard Donner actually did pass away this past summer. 91 years old and working on Lethal Weapon 5. Believe that? Bananas. Uh, but he had expressed his wishes to his wife uh, and the producer of the film. So it will be Mel Gibson that's directing Lethal Weapon 5. And work on that will start in the new year. Yes, we said it. The new year. Because it's no coming soon. That's crazy. Coming soon, the new year. <laughs> What's bananas is that it didn't sound like Danny Glover has fully signed on yet, though. No, but he sounds like they they made it sound uh, optimistic. Yeah. Okay. Who? Because it couldn't not get anybody else without Danny Danny Glover Agreed. dealing with like you know I the agree. Mel Gibson characters. <laughs> and just to give some extra background and credit to Richard Donner, he. Um, directed and often produced uh, movies that include The Omen, which you've never, if you've never seen, you should, it's scary. Uh, <laughs> Superman, The Goonies, and Scrooged, and more, but those are some pretty solid highlights there. Now, are you guys ready to go back in a rewind fashion? Yes, we are. The two of you always make me a little seasick when you do those moves. Imagine how we feel. We're committed to this character, Kel. <laughs> when did you bring us back, Sharon? Well, I'm bringing you back to 1991. You know why? Before my You're time. in love. You're in love. That's the way it should be. 
because mm-hmm. I want you to be happy. Wilson Phillips, thank you very okay. much. <laughs> <laughs> I do want you to be happy, but Wilson Phillips said it first. Uh, they eventually topped the chart with that song, You're in Love, uh, but showed its uh, humble dropping around this point, still hanging on to the charts at number 53. See, I went outside just the tops. I went into the 50s there. Uh, yep. How about uh, Mama Said Knock You Out? I'm going to knock you out. Mm, sorry. What, Kel? <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> yeah. He's a rock hall inductee and certainly one of the signature tunes that would have put LL Cool James in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Number 25 around this time back in 91. How about I throw this title at you? Strike It Up. Oh, Black Box. Oh, no hesitation on that one. Uh, That song peaked at number 16 around this time in 1991, but it remains one of the most iconic dance floor anthems of our favorite decade. That's for sure. And since we're talking about icons from our favorite decade, how about our friend Crystal Waters? Nice. She's homeless. Gypsy Woman. That peaked on the Hot 100 at number 37, which is great because it's in the top 40. It means it's a hit. I think it means more money. Uh, But it was also a big jump from uh, number 50, which is where she was before. So good on Crystal Waters with uh, Gypsy Woman. I have a Crystal Waters quick story for you, which is amazing. You ready for this? Yes. So uh, please go follow her on Instagram and social media if you haven't done that. It's at Crystal Waters. And she had, um, I believe it was a TV station somewhere in New York. I think it's in New York City. They just did a retrospective on her, like a five-minute piece that they ran on their, I believe it was their morning show. And it's on her Instagram. And it's totally worth the watch because it's it takes you back over, like, in a five-minute period. So you're not, you know, having to invest, uh, like, a two-hour block of your time. Um, even though you should because it's Crystal. But it's just such a great re- retrospective like of, of, of some background facts that I don't think even I knew all of them. Wow. Which was like cool. great. And, and the, uh, the girl who put it together, the uh, announcer, was amazing. And they actually got Crystal and she did a little interview that they interspersed with these background clips. It's fantastic. So definitely check out Crystal Waters' Instagram. And also want to give a shout out to her because she just dropped a song with uh, a DJ called Flash Mob. And the song is called I Gave You the World. And it is absolutely fantastic. It sounds something like that would have been in the 90s, but it's in 2021. Fantastic. I'll take amazing. it. Awesome. So what you're saying is that when they asked her to do it, she didn't say... Nope. (laughs) She said yes. (laughs) Ah, She did. Good times. Well, we have reached the end of our uh, showgram here today, you guys. We've exhausted our topics. (laughs) And I'm I'm sure we've exhausted our audience with colonoscopy talk. (laughs) Yes, for uh, the next episode of uh, (laughs) This Is Your Colon, uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> for this one and exactly. only. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared it, Sharon, because I think it's really important for everybody to realize like it's important to get it done. And especially, yeah. like you said, if you have a family history, like I have family history with breast, breast cancer. Same. So that's super important as well. So I think it's really great that everybody takes care of their, their health. Yeah, take care of your stuff and don't be afraid to do things. I mean, there's no denying how gross the prep for this uh, is, but it's a uh, temporary, you know, it's a necessary means to a positive end. And get it? And <laughs> I know the jokes are endless. Uh, thank you, Kel. Thank you, Adam. Thank and you, thank you thank all you. for listening to 90s Now. We appreciate it wherever you're doing that, uh, wherever you find us, wherever you are when you eventually find us, and that you're passing it on to your best friends. Uh, we're talking about 90s Now. Still happening.